Welcome to another episode of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with Rudy. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing well, my friend. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Anything cool happened this uh, week since last show? I'm slowly realizing that it's not July anymore. It is now August. And as you know, that is the scariest thing for teachers when, you know, everyone else is never stops working. Obviously for us, it's like, oh man, we're almost there again. Gotta start thinking of being around 10 and 11 year olds every day, all day, and as answering the same question 27 times and so on. So I'm trying to mentally prepare myself, you know? When are you starting again? I know you mentioned it last episode, but I forget. Yeah. So it's on September 1st, which almost seems like too cliche to like... September immediately we're in there. That's it. You're back. <laughs> so, and again, my kid's starting literally tomorrow. So that's, that's so weird. crazy, man. Um, yeah. Let me. Well, obviously it's a completely different state, but let me know how how it goes for him. I'm curious to see how things go the first day back like that, especially this year. Like COVID related stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm curious because it seems that here we haven't gotten any guidance yet, and I think the the districts are just gonna get together. And say, you know, all the superintendents in this county, let's get together and this is what we're going to decide. I don't think they're passing down guidance this time. So I think it's up to the schools this time. So I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. So I guess we'll find out. Well, this is also Florida, though. So things are, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) If you were to look at any Florida story revolving COVID, you're not going to find much. They don't seem to really uh, care much. So how do you feel when you see the... Florida man stories. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like Florida no, it, man. <laughs> it, it is this the way. Look. Okay. So here's a really good story. I, I dude, I find alligators in my front yard. Okay. Oh like so this crazy. is a for real thing. So it, it it's it's crazy out here. And the like anytime you hear any crazy guy on meth, it's 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 probably three blocks down from my house. Like <laughs> It's just the way it is around here, but everyone's so used to it. It just never really seems that crazy to, <laughs> right, uh, right. unless you're outside of the bubble. But when I read some of those stories, I just like crack up. It's like, is this a real thing? Like the guy who was um, eating another dude's face. I remember, I remember the yeah. Walking Dead was really huge at that time. Then they see this <laughs> news report. People are like, oh my God, it's happening. It's like, this is nuts, man. I have only been to Florida a few times. Every time I've gone, I haven't really, though actually there's one exception. One time I kind of was immersed in the actual city when I went to Miami for uh, for my honeymoon. That was a little different. I feel like I was in the, you know, getting in there with the locals, everything. All the other times it's just been, let's go to Disney World. Let's stay at this resort or, or hotel or whatever, you know, so. My kid goes to a private school, not a public, so it is very different. Uh, like they, okay. they do have a whole COVID thing that they're doing, and they explain it all, and it all makes sense, and it's all sure. normal. But it's it's a small private school, so it's a lot easier to manage because it's just them oh, doing yeah. it for themselves. They're not having to worry about anyone else or trying to apply it to a whole state. So that makes sense. Very different ball game. They are like doing it well and all that, so I'm really not worried about okay. it. I already know what's all going on now. If he was going to a public school, it'd be a whole nother scenario. Sure, Maybe. sure. No, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, so it should be all right, I, I'd assume. I hope this year evens out. By the end of last school year, things seem to be slowly getting back to normal. And then the summer kind of just like took a nosedive again. So <laughs> I guess we'll see. I hope by the end of this school year, I'm leaving a group of kids in the classroom like a normal situation, you know, but we'll see. At the end of the year... Were you having kids in the classroom or no? 
So at the end of the year, I had every student that every student whose parents were okay with them coming to, to school at this point were in there. So that was probably somewhere around, and we had smaller class sizes this year. So I think I had 20, 21 kids this year in my particular class. And out of those 21, maybe 12 or 13 were actually coming to, you know, coming physically to school. So on the okay. last day of school, I had all of those kids in front of me, but they were all wearing masks and they were all, um, you know, distanced from each other. So it was nice to at least say bye to those kids, but the kids online, you just kind of, you know, <laughs> bye. See you guys next year, you know, whatever, whatever it is, but it's not the same, obviously. And then, so I've been horribly sick this last week and we're, we're doing this show pretty late but i just want to give it a shot and uh but i'm saying all this to say gonna be a little uh a little out there episode <laughs> yeah i i just i i won't know to listen back to it but i am very if <laughs> how this is all going to play out but it may actually work in my favor because i'm kind of uh loopy so it's almost like i took like a shot or two before i went on started the show <laughs> right uh, right for all I know, it could actually work in my benefit. Yeah. I'm excited. We'll see how this this whole thing goes. That sucks <laughs> that you're sick, though. I I feel, with the exception of one time recently, I haven't gotten sick in a while. But you know, knock on wood. I don't know. I feel like I don't really get sick that often. And whenever I do get sick, then it's terrible. You know? How about you? Is it is it a common thing? Always the exact same times. It's like uh, two okay. or three times a year, and it's always like at the start of a new season. I see. It just that makes sense always messes with me and then which i guess it makes sense because anytime i travel anywhere if i'm ever in a new location i get sick as well and i remember one time i went to like maryland and i was staying for two weeks in the first week of the two i'm just puking my brains out and i got to like i was supposed to do so many things like go see all the uh like many things in the around the capital and i didn't get to do so many things because i'm just spending a week oh, inside wow. puking my brains out and being like bedridden but this seems to always happen to me like uh went to seattle i remember when i first like moved there i actually lived by seattle for a little over a year and whenever i first got there I was sick for like two weeks straight whenever I first moved there. So it's it's definitely a thing that just always happens to me. I, I went to England and I remember like the first week of me being in England, I'm just sick the whole time. So anytime I even move location, my body just screws up hardcore. And I don't get it because I I don't have like allergies. I don't really get sick much outside of just when things change. And it seems to always happen to me. Right, uh, pretty much since I've been a kid. That sucks, man. Nothing changes. I'm fine. It's it's really weird. Yeah, I think a lot of people are like that with the, you know, the, the weather change. Like, okay, in New York, for example, the last year has been very strange with the weather. One day it's pretty cold. The next day it's very hot. Then all it's all over the place, and it really messes people up completely. So I totally get that. Or people just changing locations. That's another one. That's a bummer though that that happened to you on a on a vacation like that. Ugh sucks yeah no it's the worst uh, especially if you're like dumping a lot of money into it yeah you don't even get to do anything it's like oh that, i pretty much just spent like i at least wasted 500 bucks you know to piggyback off that it, it's even worse when you are not the one spending the money but maybe your friends are doing it for you for me when i got married this is you know over five years ago at this point but right you know a month before or so my friends were planning a bachelor party for me. I was all excited about it. That's all I was thinking about for, let's say, I don't know, two months leading up to that. Every day they'd call me, pump me up about it, right? So the day of, or excuse me, the, the day before, all my friends text me. They say, 
Rudy, you got to be ready. We're going to pick you up tomorrow morning, you know, super early, eight o'clock, you know, be outside your place. We're going to come get you and, you know, get excited. Okay, great. So I'm so excited that I'm trying to do like the kid thing. I'm, I'm trying to just knock out early so I can just wake up and it could be the next day already, you know? But all of a sudden, I don't know what happened. I still don't know to this day what happened. I don't know if it's something I ate or something else. I it, The symptoms were similar to that of like food poisoning or like a stomach bug or something. Anyway, I started having these terrible symptoms. Stomach was hurting. Uh, I had to keep throwing up. I was in the bathroom. I won't get into detail on that, but you know how that goes when you're yeah, visiting yeah, yeah. the bathroom every 10 minutes. It's just horrible. And I remember all I was thinking in my head was like, oh my God, this I'm going ha- to have to miss my own bachelor party. These guys are going to be so upset with me. They probably spent so much money on this. And I was just trying everything I could. I was taking whatever I could. I was looking remedies up online, something quick. And of course, you know, none of this stuff works. I eventually fall asleep. I think I took NyQuil, which of course is a bad idea because you wake up the next morning extremely groggy. I woke up the next morning and I kind of felt okay. I was like, okay, maybe I'll be able to do this. Um, and then my friends came and got me. And I think about, we were going to do paintball first. Think about like halfway through the, the trip. <laughs> You're playing. No, I'm imagining you running around yeah. paintball, just throwing your brains. Oh out my god! Mid match. I remember being in the car and let's say I was with my family and I had to throw up. I I would just say, guys, listen, I, I got to go to the bathroom. You got to stop the car. But I'm here with all my you know longtime friends. This is a bachelor party. They're all doing this for me. So I'm in the car feeling completely horrible, and they're all talking to me and stuff. And I'm just like nodding my head. I'm all sweaty and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't let them know how bad I feel right now. And then obviously, you know, you can't hide it too well. They start to catch on. And so we get to the paintball place. And I remember going to the bathroom immediately. Oh, hey guys, I'll see you in a minute. You know, just act like everything's cool. And I just, you know, when you're drinking and you throw up and all of a sudden you feel fine and you're yeah. ready to go again. That's kind of how I felt. Like I, I just went to the bathroom. I let it all out. And then I felt fine. And then, like you were just joking about a second ago, we started paintball, and I was absolutely the worst person on our team, for sure. I just, I, all the running, and it was hot, and all the gear, I just felt even worse as the day went I'm on. I'm just imagining you just passing out <laughs> mid-run. <laughs> I just get hit with 10 paintballs, and I just collapse. All right, just leave, <laughs> just leave me here. Uh, but but after, I, I don't know, some someone was on my side, because after paintball... We got some food, took off all the gear. I was, you know, I changed clothes and stuff, and then I started to feel better. And then the rest of the day was fine. But I was so worried about that, especially when it's someone else spending money on your behalf, you know. So, oh, that would have been terrible. But thankfully, didn't go to waste. Everything was good. So I, I promise, so I'll make sense. But I'm gonna be jumping around here for a little bit. <laughs> okay. <All right>. So, <laughs> but Bleak One Eighty Two. I think they're my favorite band. You know, like all grown okay. up, they were basically. They broke up. Two thousand eight. They broke up. And then there was that plane crash to where Travis barely made it alive and the DJ and the band tries to get back together again because they thought they almost lost the dude. And Tom, which was in the band, is basically feeling really bad and being because he was one of the main ones who was trying to just disembark from the band and do his own thing and not really going to a lot of practices and not really like wanting to be a part of it that much anymore. And he felt it was kind of like his fault that things kind of fell apart. But then when he almost dies, he feels really bad. Tries So they try to get back together after the whole plane crash. And sure. this was, I want to say... I, I'm looking it up now. 2008, it says. Okay. Okay, okay. So then they try to get back together and they go on tour again and all of that. And so... I'm super hyped because I never got to see them live. And by the time I got old enough 
to actually travel and go see a show they're no longer a band anymore and so now that they are i'm like oh my god and who knows how long this is going to last so i need to take like full advantage of this and there's a show in atlanta i get the tickets we do a whole trip to go to atlanta and i gotta mention so about two or three months before this i got my license suspended because of a ticket i never paid but i got it fixed i'm in georgia i get pulled over on the way to the show because i get right. in this weird like intersection where i can't tell if i'm supposed <laughs> to take like a left or right and it's a bunch of zigzags all through the road and it's <laughs> like there's no street lights and it's really dark and i can't tell where i'm going and i'm like all right, I hope this is the way. And of course, I take the wrong route. Of course, there's a cop right around the corner. Of course. He sees me take some weird little turn thing, pulls me over, sees that my license is suspended, but it wasn't. I got uh, it fixed. But in Georgia, somehow, it wasn't translated. It wasn't updated, right. yeah. And this is right before I get to the show. I get pulled over. They actually see the suspended license, so they throw me in jail. I never even get to go to the show. No. Whenever I get there in the jail i'm there for basically in a holding cell for like three days and if nobody bailed me out moved me over to this facility where i'm stuck there for like a month or two and i keep trying to tell them that it's all fixed everything's good but they won't listen to me and then they're setting up with these court cases and stuff for me right before three days is up somebody it was like a friend's uncle or something like that bails me out but i have no communication with anyone on the outside brother and friend that were with me were calling around but we're young and they're basically telling people my full bail and what they'd have to pay to get me out Uh but you only have to pay like 10 percent of it to actually get me out not the full amount so they're telling people completely wrong information. And so wow. people are thinking they would have to spend 10 to 20 grand to get me out. But in all reality, it was something like maybe 400. Dude, it's pretty, the? it's a pretty complicated deal. So I'm sitting there for like in this whole cell for like three days, just watching this clock panicking <laughs> a lot. I getting really sick because I'm in a new environment, of course. Right. And basically someone comes and gets me two hours before they're going to switch me over to something where I'm stuck for two months instead of just three days gets me out. I'm like, so beyond ecstatic, but I'm still just awfully sick and not like I would eat the food that they were trying to offer me anyway. Oh my God. It's, it smelled horrific. I don't I'm sure it's terrible. But all of this to say, I ended up getting like bronchitis and is what ended up happening. And I kept having to drive from Florida to this place way up north in Georgia. And it was a good like, I don't know, eight to 10 hour drive that I had to take. I want to say like four different times as I had bronchitis, as they had my car because it got impounded until all of it was figured out. I wasn't allowed to get my car out. And so I kept having to borrow other people's car while being horribly sick, trying to drive to these different court cases, throw my like brains out on the way there and back for weeks. And I just remember it being one of the like crappiest times I've ever had in my life. And saying all that to also say I never even got to see the band. Yeah, so. the worst part of it all. <laughs> Dude, that's that story. Like- I, if I didn't know you and know that you have no reason that sound that story is so crazy it sounds made up like if some random guy told me a story i'd be like okay 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 that's i believe you <laughs> like what the heck <laughs> that's nuts man 
That's it, crazy. Everything that could go wrong just went wrong, you know. <laughs> and uh, and I've never. I mean, have you ever had bronchitis before? Yeah, I've yeah. had it once before. It was terrible. It, it was Ugh. nonstop throwing up. I, I yeah, horrible. Enough sick talk. We're we're making <laughs> we're gonna make ourselves even more sick at this point. <laughs> I have a lot to go over because there's a whole bunch of mess going on with Activision and Blizzard right now, and I just wanted to jump into all of this i'm just gonna read the rundown here of what i got set up and then we can talk about it after this to just hang on for a minute all right so activision has a lawsuit against them by the state of california and employees were planning a walkout and so activision hears that and they try to release this statement being like oh no we're going to try to really treat everyone equally we're gonna care a lot about you guys we're sorry we let you guys down they released this long <laughs> statement of basically Pretty saying they're sorry that we're going to be a million times better your voice is always heard but they've been saying this for years and years and years and yeah never once. A load of crap. Uh, uh, yeah but they were trying to just release this official statement so the employees wouldn't do the walkout that they're planning but they did it anyway and there's there's videos online you can look of them just walking outside the building with signs and chanting and all of this mess. And so this has been going on for a few days. Because of that, it's getting more and more people to watch them. And now all these sponsorships are pulling out of Overwatch, which is great because... They're actually getting hit where it hurts in some spot now, you know, or else that would make no changes at all. Yeah, exactly. And then so Jason Schreier released a whole bunch of tweets of basically trying to explain what's going on for the last few years here. And I'm just going to read these chain here. So... From 2007-2008, Activision and Vivendi (laughs) Games, Blizzard, they merge. Blizzard largely left Anonymous. Bobby Kotick buys out Vivendi and seizes total control of Activision Blizzard. Soon begins installing his own lieutenants at Blizzard. From 2007 to 2008, Blizzard revenue starts tanking. Activision starts pushing the company to cut costs, produce more games at a faster rate seeing if that would fix anything. In 2008, Morami, sick of Kodak, resigns. Brack takes over. 2018 to 2020, Blizzard's reputation smacked by Diablo's Immortal because... Them people hate it. Yeah, and that was when they were announcing that. That was the whole thing of what you guys don't have phones, that whole mess. Yep, I remember. remember And all the mess around Blunchchung. And uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged just being a complete disaster. And then, which is sad. So Warcraft 3 actually was like real big on back in the day. Did you ever play that or care about it? Have you played any Warcraft things? So I tried some of them out back in the day. I, I won't say I played a lot of it, but I tried them out. I know what they were all about. Um, never really got into them now. Uh, what about like Dota or? Listen, I'm someone who is not intimidated by games. I can play hard games or anything, but when I watch Dota, I just have no idea what's happening at all. So I've never, <laughs> I've never even attempted to try that game. Have you played that game? Have you played League of Legends then? Nope, neither. Okay, okay. I haven't really gotten into any of those really complex MOBA games. Like, <laughs> they're not that complex. I'm sure once you get the hang of it. It's fine. I just am much better at, you know, your shooter, your third-person action game, whatever. I can play amazing with those. But, like, I, I've been playing Halo Wars, and RTS games are just... I like them, but I just am not great at them. So, 
I gotcha, gotcha. I'm not big into them, but I know how right. they play, and I've played it here and there with friends and stuff like that, but I never mm-hmm. went out of my way to play them. It was only if someone else was trying to get me to play it with them. But, gotcha. Only only Blizzard game I played a lot was Overwatch, which I actually do oh, really gotcha. enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So 2019 to present, Activision begins eliminating and consulting many of Blizzard non-gaming dev roles, closing offices in France and in the Netherlands. And then Activision Blizzard faces second lawsuit over the first lawsuit, basically Damn. because they didn't release to the public that they were having people inspect the company for the last three years on all of these allocations and they kept it all secret, but you weren't supposed to, you're supposed to be make it known. So investors can invest with a open mind and an honest mind and not know that they're paying into something that they don't want to. Basically you have to have all of this stuff out in the open. Yeah. They were trying to be sneaky. Yeah, they were hiding that they were having investigations on the company. And then they finally found out a lot of these other companies just now because all this just got released. And then so now they're getting sued for that on top of getting sued by the state of California for all of these sexual harassment things that also took place in the company. Now, did you hear any of the crazy things exactly on who and what and what sexual harassments exactly? I think there were a good four, five, six things that stood out to me. But the number one thing was, (laughs) and just realized that I'm laughing because of how horrible this is, not, not any other reason. But they, a lot of the people who worked there were... You know, the whole thing was like the the frat boy culture, right? Which we've all we all know what that is. We all know how that yeah. goes. Okay. If it was just that, that's already probably shouldn't be doing that at work. But okay, fine. But then it, it escalates because now apparently a woman who worked for Blizzard committed suicide throughout this whole thing because of. I'm sure she had other things going on too, of course. But I don't think that it helped the fact that they're passing around apparently nudes of her. Like right in her face, and you know, it's not like a secret thing. Basically, just all this mistreatment led to her obviously doing what she did, and they tried to sweep that under the rug. Which is, of course, Activision Blizzard just making all the wrong moves here. Okay, <laughs> on top of that, this whole Cosby thing—I'm not sure how to feel about this. They basically had the room. What was it called? Like the Cosby room or something? And they had a photograph of all of them with the picture of Bill Cosby. Now that wasn't. 2013 or 14 or something yeah they were trying to say they called it the bill cosby room because the carpet in the room looked like a bill cosby sweater now the cosby accusations is interesting because they start there were some accusations back in 2002 one woman director of operations for temple university's women's basketball team claimed that he had uh, harassed her right and then you have 2004 2005 yes the whole bombshell and everything started popping off after this picture was taken but there were some accusation out there so is it possible they could have known something about cosby being a scumbag sure do i think everyone in that picture was holding it up. Hey, here's this rapist. Let's all put up his picture. I don't think everyone was in on it, probably. You probably had some guys who were trying to be funny and <laughs> not a good look. I mean, this one example doesn't even really matter that much because there was plenty of things. He even said they used to do, like, cube crawls where all the all the guys would drink at work and get drunk and go around and harass all the women at work or go from each cubicle. I'm like, what is, what is this? Like, uh, like fifth grade or something? What's, what's going on here? It's just, I guess the, the people have a lot of balls who work here to, to just do this and not really, I guess that what that tells me is they had no fear of any sort of consequences, right? So they probably 
knew that they were good and they could get away with whatever they wanted. So it starts at the top, I guess, I guess is what it really comes down to. Yeah. Besides this lawsuit, that Blizzard is just a company that has just been going downhill the last few years. I don't play a lot of Blizzard games, so I can't really speak to that. But do you share that opinion? Have you been playing a lot of their games at all over the years? I used to, um, yeah. but yeah, there hasn't been anything recent that they've even done that is even right. worth the damn anyway. The most recent thing, I guess, is Overwatch. And that game is still good, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Eventually, you just get bored. I mean, you're not. Yeah, and it's been, I want to say Overwatch dropped in, what was it? 2016 or something let me see yeah 2016 it's been five years you know you've announced overwatch 2 but by all accounts it seems more of an expansion than a new game really it doesn't seem like a brand new game and it's still not coming out anytime soon at least from what i can tell at least not until next year then i have friends who play wow and they're kind of saying how that's dipped in quality and a lot of them have moved over to final fantasy 14 which as you know is experiencing an influx of new players right now so i don't know i just think activision blizzard all around right now not looking good i know activision is still making a killing with call of duty and all the things they do um which i don't know how that might last another bunch of years who knows but on the blizzard side of things i I think they're not looking good on all accounts with this lawsuit as well as their gaming side you know which is that's the one thing that could save them probably people will still be fans of them for their games but if they're dropping there too then who knows how they're going to come out of this you know and I don't think this is going to end anytime soon. So that first lawsuit doesn't even specify any names specifically, and they just say the company as a whole. But the yeah. second lawsuit, because they hate a bunch of stuff, the second one is noting the CEO, Bobby Kodak. It's acknowledging CFO Dennis Durkin and former CFO Spencer Newman. Three executives who the suit states were instrumental in the spreading of false information. So the second one is actually pinpointing them specifically, which is awesome because the first one, a lot of people are upset over that because, well, we're wanting the big guys to actually get some sort of ding against them instead of just like hiding in the shadows and keep doing whatever they're doing. This one seems to be the one that's going to actually, well, I guess I should say maybe yeah, um, yeah yield some results but people have already there's already been some people either leaving or i guess you could say they're resigning but really they're resigning because of this right it's so at least it seems that there's some results so far i don't think bobby Kodak is going anywhere to be honest the guy makes even if he went somewhere it wouldn't matter anymore because he's i mean he's obviously set for life at this right point anyway. right right i mean the guy is making hundreds of millions of dollars every year um i i highly doubt he will be affected by this in any way, shape, or form. But on on more towards the Blizzard side, you know, I guess if you go a little lower, it seems like some people are being affected by it. So we'll see. Hopefully they'll take this and turn it into something positive, you know? Maybe they can come back from this and restructure the way they do things in their um for their day-to-day work environment. You know, it shouldn't be the way it is, obviously. So. What about Call of Duty? Do you play Call of Duty still? Um, I used to be pretty big into Call of Duty. I'd say up until maybe, well, I got to say Modern Warfare 2 to me was like the peak. That was like my favorite. But I kept playing probably all the way up until Black Ops 1. After that, I kind of dropped off. I'd play, I'd try them out here and there. And I know Call of Duty fans will hate me for saying this, but I just felt like it was, it was a lot of the same thing over and over. I know you would make changes. I get that. I don't know. It just felt too similar to me. Too many different games to try, you know? And then I jumped back in with Modern Warfare, the like the reboot one that came out, what was it, two years ago now, I think? And I actually really liked that game. I thought it was pretty good. The campaign was actually really interesting. And then since then, I've, I've played Warzone here and there, but I don't love Warzone as much as everyone else. I think it's, you know, a fun thing to play with a friend here and there, but not really my jam a lot, so... 
Yeah, I'd say I've kind of. So you're not going to be affected by any game that would be a part of any of this? I mean, is there. Not really, I guess. Now that you mention it out loud, I'm thinking not really. The only one I have interest in is Overwatch, which uh, it's not something that's going to kill me if if Overwatch 2 doesn't come out anytime soon. What about Tony Hawk? You know what? I played. To- I used to play Tony Hawk back in the day, just like all of us. I never picked up the remasters. Were they, were they pretty good or what? Yeah, they're amazing, but it's still just technically the same game yeah i mean it's fun to play through these challenges again but i mean i used to play tony hawk one and two and three and four and a million others all day every day and the amount of times i have played one and two all the way through and gotten all the missions and secret tapes and all that i can only do it so many times so even though i super (laughs) love the remake and they did a great job on it it's still midway through. I'm like, oh, yeah, but I've done this about 200 <laughs> times in the past. So I'm sure. No, I totally get that. That's I think I just had other games to play at the time. And, and so I, I passed up on it. But I will say the only game that would really if for some reason um, this game got affected was Sekiro. I know Sekiro from software made that game, but Activision published it. So if they were to make a sequel to it and now it's not going to happen or something like that, then that would really bum me out. But I don't know. I, I don't. I wonder if From Software doesn't own the rights to Sekiro. Yeah, I, that's I'm a, curious how that's split up. That's a good question because I got to say, I think uh, I think From Software, in my opinion, is one of the few companies who I feel that ever since I've been playing their games, they haven't put out any game that I would consider to be bad. I mean, even if you don't like the Souls games, I think most people can acknowledge they're, they're well-made games and they don't do crappy business practices either so i'm hoping i know eventually everyone falls but i'm hoping this keeps up so i don't know i'm trying to see is sekiro owned by activision Hmm, published by activision published doesn't really mean much right like i don't think they own the rights to it i just think they i don't think so either that would be the only one but knowing from software i don't know if they would make a uh, sequel to sekiro seems like a game that they would just make one and done, but I hope I'm wrong about that. Yeah, man. Otherwise, I think I'd I'd be in the clear. I, I have some friends who are going to be suffering. They're going to be very upset over this, probably because I know their games will be affected in some fashion. You know, whether it's how long it takes to come out, or the quality of it, or whatever. Because people are walking out, like you said, people are refusing to work. Um, and I'm sure this isn't just going to stop overnight. So let's say, however, this ends, you're talking years before we would oh, see yeah. anything of any real substance being Mm -hmm. created after all of this fiasco how do they continue to work with all of this going on that's what i'm wondering do you think right now if we could have an inside look at you know blizzard studios right now do you think people are actively working right now at this very moment do you think some work is still going on or what do you think i'm only saying yes because there's no way that the hires (laughs) are gonna let absolutely nothing happen until all this is done because it's gonna take like a year or two before all this to finish right right and there's no way they're just gonna have what oh you guys can just stay home we'll keep paying (laughs) you and you you can just do nothing until all this gets worked out just hang tight you know (laughs) i think you're probably right it's obviously everyone's probably working but i kind of think of it you know let's say in my own job let's say there was a movement all the teachers were striking or something yeah okay I think people would still, the people who are not part of that would obviously still have to work, but it wouldn't be a normal, you know, day of work. Let's put it that way. They're doing whatever they have to do to get by. They're not doing any, any work that is going to spark the next game that's going to sell hundreds of millions of copies. (laughs) Can you imagine a worker goes up to their boss today? Hey boss, I I got this great idea for, for Overwatch 2. Get out of my face, Gary. Yes. 
<laughs> he has like four stacks of paperwork. <sighs> we'll keep an eye on that, man. I don't I don't really know if there's much else to talk about it. It kind of sucks, especially for people who are big Activision Blizzard fans. I guess for me in this particular case, it doesn't really affect me in a you know, in the sense of gaming. In the other way, I I hope things work out well for them cuz it's clearly not okay to uh, have a work environment. Like My that, biggest so. struggle is Diablo 2 because I do have a huge history with that game. I, I played it for years sure. and years and years on my PC and it was like the game I played with my friends and I right. was looking forward to that and it comes out here real soon and I'm sitting there wondering like, okay, like do I even get it? Do I not? How far do you take this sort of things? Let's say it's a game you really like but the company's being really crap. Do you get it anyway and you just not like tie the two together? Because honestly, I'm not that big of an activist or if it's something I super love, I'm not going to not get it because the company's doing something bad. It, they're, they're the ones who need to change. They can't expect right. the, the normal everyday public to just like uh, react to anything they do and decide whether they get a game or not based on how they're acting. I I think that's just asking too much from people and I yeah. am just going to go out there and get this game. But the more bigger thing is I don't even know if I'm really going to enjoy it that much because <laughs> it's been so long. I don't know. Like just like well, I was saying with Tony Hawk, I played so much of it back in the day when I'm playing it again, I see myself after a few hours being like, yeah, okay. I do remember this right. all a little too well. And it's not as exciting to go through with it for the 200th time. You know? So two things on that. Like, First of all, the whole thing about, you know, do you still purchase the game, even if the company is, you know, you don't agree with what they're doing. To me, this is a tricky question. It just depends. I, if it comes to, you know, a video game company making video games or um, um, a movie production or whatever it is, when it's something large like that, there's a lot of people working on it. I usually say, you know what, I'm still going to support it, okay? Yeah, okay, are the people at the top scummy? Sure. But there's hundreds, if not thousands of people, whether it's movies or video games or whatever, that are pro probably worked on this, and them getting lower sales is not really going to... I mean, it's going to... Sure, it'll send a message to the top, but it's also going to affect the people who have done nothing wrong, you know? So when I look at situations like this, I still just go for it, whatever. Now, let's say I go to a local, uh, I don't know, Target or something. Sorry, Target. <laughs> okay. The one right here where I live. And I have a crappy experience there. They treat me like crap. Well, then yeah, I'm not going to go there anymore. That's, that's a, I think that's a little easier for me to carry out, you know, and there's plenty of other places I can go. So for me, it's back and forth. I, I can pick and choose, I guess. Now, whether people think that's okay is whatever. That's just, that's all you can do. Yeah, um, yeah. But when it comes to the, the game itself, Diablo 2, I've never played... You gotta understand, I started PC gaming maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe like 10 years ago or something. It hasn't been that long, right? So uh, before that, I missed out on a ton of games that were P either only on PC or heavily, you know, PC-inspired. Like, that's where everyone played it. So games like uh, the Half-Life games, for example, I finally started catching up on those, you know, a few years back. Portal, I played those, love them. Um, Diablo, I never, I never got around to. Never played any of the Diablos. I tried three out briefly with a friend, um, but then my friend was just, you know, oh, I don't have time to play, whatever. Yeah, so I just dropped off. So if you do get two and you want to play it, then maybe I'll play it with you and give it a shot because I've never played those and people say great things about it. So 
it's one of the greatest of all time kind of games. It really is. So that's, that's what's awesome. struggling so much because it's like it's like them actually remaking what Super Mario Galaxy or something. Right, like not, right, right. Not just touching it up, but this is a this looks this quite like substantial. Up. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. When let so me see. When is it? It's hard to it? it's hard to deny it, but I oh, just so hope good. there's enough. I just forgot a lot about the game because it's been so long since I played it. And maybe because, again, Tony Hawk 1 and 2, I played that way after the fact of the initial release. Like, I've been playing 1 and 2 remakes for a while. Like, they had a 1 and 2 remake on the original Xbox. I used to play a ton. I think it was called Tony Hawk 2X uh, or some mess like that. And I played it a ton there. And then I've been I've been going back to those games for the last, like, 20 years. With okay. Diablo 2, I haven't played it since its original like release and maybe two or three years afterwards, and I haven't been back since. So I guarantee okay. you I forgot 99% of that game anyway. So that's what wants me coming back so much because it was so important and it's been so long since I've played. I guess screw all this current stuff that's going on because, <laughs> yeah, it sucks, but I just I have such nostalgia and i get uh, it i i totally get it man just yeah. just go for it and and i'm i'm watching some videos now this seems like a game i would enjoy so if you end up getting it let me know maybe i'll pick it up you could try it out and i might get it the platform is the big question too because it's on all of them and i'm debating do i get it on my switch do i get it on ps5 do I get it on, I don't right know. is it cross play i wonder or no so they're doing cross save but they're not doing cross play oh damn which it just sounds like they're just trying to get more money yeah that would have made the difference for me because <laughs> i uh what would you play it on i would play it on my pc i mean any game that is let me see obviously switch exclusive get it on switch where i can only get it, obviously ps5 exclusive only get it on ps5 anything else uh, I'd say 99% of anything else I'm getting on my PC, except if it's a game that I feel is something I really want to play on my Switch. Like the new Hollow Knight game, when it drops, I'm going to get that on my Switch. But now things are going to change come December, yeah, right? With the Steam, Steam Deck. Deck. So once, once the Steam Deck drops, I'm push that 99% up to 99.5% now. <laughs> yeah, if I, if I already had the Steam Deck, I would be buying it on all PC right. for sure. I just I wouldn't it's even gonna... be thinking about it. It's the perfect complement to, to my setup. I have my PC where I play literally almost every game. Switch, you know, you get your, your big exclusives, a few, you know, three or four or five every year. Okay, I get them. PS5. Like, when I think of PS5 since November, I didn't get mine until almost December, let's say. The games I've bought on PS5 have been Returnal, which I... I, I by the way, I saw you post about Returnal a while ago, and I know you weren't so hot on it, so we got to talk about that. I feel like I can maybe swing you the other way but that's that's conversation for another well day. that that wasn't me because i have yet to even play it so oh oh okay you know what no maybe maybe did you post something about it just not seeming interesting to you or yeah. some of the mechanics you're here okay maybe that's what i was thinking of okay fine but anyway returnal which i actually really enjoyed is one ratchet and clank i also really enjoyed and then demon souls i loved so those are the three games that have justified the PS5 purchase so far. So, and I bought Persona 5 Royal. I haven't played it yet. Just okay, that came I, before so we move on, I do want to talk about what you're talking about right now a little more. Sure. So, they kind of blew their load though. Like, they had those three yeah. games right at the very beginning. There really isn't right. anything new PS5 to look forward to. Anything new is also coming PS4 and PS5. Does that take anything away from you? Because it does for me. If a game is dropping on ps5 and ps4 i'm instantly less excited for it 
And I know people can sit here and argue all they want. Why does it bother you? Why does it matter to you? But it's really not that hard to figure out. It's just, it's not going to be what it could have been. It's not going to reach its full potential if you're dropping it on a lower system. I mean, that's, I don't know what's so hard to understand about that. And it's not, it's not the same as how, um, you know, PC does it, for example. These things are designed very deliberately for these consoles, you know? Um, so to me, it's a different story. So the fact that Horizon is coming to PS4, Kind of bumped me out a little bit. Although I know that game started off as a PS4 game, so that's more forgivable. God of War, the next God of War game that we have no release date for and is coming out probably next year, the fact that that's coming to PS4, I don't understand that. It kind of boggles my mind, to be honest. So yeah. But then meanwhile, you have games like Returnal that came out not that long after the launch, and it's only on PS5. So I don't know. For me, yeah, I I agree with you. It it does kind of take away from it a little bit. And we're going to get into it later, but the whole blue box thing... What does have me excited about all that more than anything, and this only reason I've been following so much, is it right. is a PS5 exclusive, whatever <laughs> yeah. this ends up being. Whatever it is. <laughs> I'm so it's, so anyway, I'll I'll save that because I am so so strange. <laughs> so that is the most exciting part, is like, ooh, cool, a really high-end PS5 game. That's exactly yeah. what I want. Yep. Well, if that's what this even is. So I'm excited for I guess to wrap this part up. I got the PS5 because when the when the PS5 was first announced, I was like, I, there's no need for me to get it right away. That's fine. Whatever. Um, and then it came out. And then I remember Spider-Man, Miles Morales came out and Sackboy came out. And both games look pretty good to me, especially Sackboy, because I could play that with my kids and it looked pretty fun. So I was like, all right, I grabbed both of those on PS4, right? Played them. We had a blast with uh, Sackboy and I it really enjoyed Miles Morales. I was like, okay, I'm good. I, there's no need. And then Demon Souls came out and I was like, man, I really want this game. but whatever i'll hold off and then they announced um that returnal was coming out and it showed some footage from it and then ratchet and clank i was like you know what i think i'm gonna buy his ps5 as a sort of investment i know that every generation i know i really enjoy a lot of these playstation exclusives and i don't mind if i buy this playstation i play three huge games on it for the next four months and then i don't touch it again for a few months. that that really doesn't bother me because i have so many other things to play on you know so for, i guess for me it's more of like a long-term investment kind of thing and if it's pretty long term though because now with yeah yeah you're grand right Turismo, you're right mode the new grand turismo and god of war and horizon probably horizon later. now all being ps4 and ps5 i mean that's the next year or two at least well, until we well, get think... <clears throat> what other i mean we don't know what could they possibly right. announce that could be as big as Gran Turismo or God well, of War or Horizon see. that could come to PS5. We <laughs> probably have at least two years of waiting. I'm saying there's not a single just PS5 I for see, a I while. See. For okay. a good while. If you say if if that's the argument, then yes, I agree with you. That's kind of crazy that okay, now <laughs> looking at it through those lenses, then yeah, I don't see a PS5 exclusive until maybe. At the end of next year, if they're keeping something tight under wraps, but if not, then yeah, the following year. That's kind of crazy, to be honest. Because I'm just thinking, like, well, I could have just kept my PS4. and Right, right. Technically, right. would have been okay. Actually, those um, three. Ratchet & Clank, Returnal, and Demon Souls. Those are the three. There is, like, eight Xbox Series SX games coming that are mm-hmm. exclusive to the new gen. I, I want to say there's eight of them, and they're coming yeah. um, next year and the year after. That's huge. I mean, that's that's awesome. That's I'm super excited about it, man. The fact that they all come to PC, too, is just makes my life even easier. I just wish PlayStation would do that eventually. I know they're heading in that direction. I just wish I could kind of 
speed things up a little bit. You know, if I could, if I could play the new God of War day one on my computer, man, that would be amazing. I would just get rid of my PlayStation. <laughs> Do you think these three games that are out PS5 exclusive right now is right. why PlayStation is? the 10 million versus like 7 million on xbox or do you think well, it's just a matter of what they can make and what's what's just what people can get their hands on or you think it's the fact of the ps4 being so large right and so popular it's just bleeding into ps5 until like let's say there's so many people that don't even understand that the next elder uh-huh. scrolls may not even hit playstation or that right right um, all of these arcane games who made Dishonored and all this, who's making that new game, that they're not going to hit PlayStation. But they don't really understand the only reason it's actually going to hit to where people maybe adjust uh, what system they buy when it's just out. And the right. fact that there's three exclusives right now on PlayStation 5, do you think that really is what's pushing it right now? Or is- Yeah, so I think it's a combination of things, right? I think that when a console has um such a successful run like they've had you know especially the ps4 does that goodwill carry over into ps5 of course but besides that i think you have two camps here right you have people who don't really even care what an exclusive is they're buying a ps5 because they feel that oh this is the system i want i had the ps4 and i'm gonna play all these third-party games like the sports games or call of duty or things like that right i think there's a large audience people I, I think sometimes people forget in these f- facebook groups that we're in that those are literally thousands of people versus you know millions of people who are buying these consoles that's the first thing but secondly do i think these exclusives are what's helping eh, maybe a small part i don't think that's the focus you know i think it eventually will become a bigger focus but right now i think it has to do with with just the goodwill that sony has at the moment i don't even think it's just from the ps4 because it happened it happened before too with the ps3 into the ps4 and the ps3 and the 360 were pretty close by the end so i don't think they were necessarily like crushing xbox something because they weren't you know the ps3 and the 360 were relatively close and actually 360 was winning for a while you know so um i don't know man i think it's just i think sony has goodwill right now and people are holding on to that and it didn't help that xbox one when it launched they kind of <laughs> that guy really botched things a lot and i think you know that we're kind of still feeling the effects of that now obviously have they turned things around a lot of course they have um so who knows how the next few years are going to go especially with xbox i think if microsoft manages their studios correctly they could be knocking out big exclusives multiple exclusives their goal is to have one every quarter one every quarter i mean that would can you imagine that that's that's amazing that's that's huge we just got to make sure now that the exclusives are on the level that some of these um yeah, yeah. playstation ones are you know and uh, again i'm not i know some of these people get so wrapped up in this whole uh, playstation versus xbox thing it's so corny to me for me i just want the more good high quality games you give me i'm playing them all like i i don't care what system they're on i'll play them so it's not about um do i i think playstation loses are way better i think xbox has had some really good ones i just think they need to push them a little further like the medium i played for example which i guess now it's coming to playstation but at the moment it wasn't i i really enjoyed it i just think it could have stepped up a little bit in terms of the quality of the game and maybe the story things like that you know um but i think they'll get there they're clearly making all the right moves and they're being way more user-friendly than playstation is in every other aspect possible so I, I gotta imagine all of that will lead to them increasing sales, or maybe I'm wrong, and people are just like, "Nope, PlayStation, that's it, I'm buying it." <laughs> so I don't know, yeah. man. We'll see. All right, all right. Let's go on to the next news story here. Yeah. So number two, 
PlayStation Plus subscriptions are down. PS Plus mm. has lost a huge number of subscriptions this year. Uh, well, I think... No, see, but this wouldn't make sense for such a large number. I was going to say, a lot of people get PlayStation Plus you know, through some promotion or something when they get their PlayStation or game or whatever, and then they just let it lapse, right? But but what that really that that's always happening. So that can't be the reason for that. I really don't know why all the could it be Game Pass, maybe? People are moving over, they don't want to pay for two things. I don't know. It's an interesting uh question. What do you what do you think? I put it here because I cannot figure it out for the life of me. <laughs> and I oh, was weird. seeing if there was any idea Lost you had. Millions. My idea is Gold and PlayStation Plus, in terms of like the games they offer, are not mm-hmm. nearly as good as they used to be. Oh, that's maybe that true. has something to do with it. Um, um, but <sighs> Xbox Gold has an excuse because they're putting all their work into Game Pass, and I can right. see why they what they have a service that they also provide that's going to try to compete with another service that they have. I think that'd actually be kind of dumb if they kept offering like if their offerings were almost too good with games for gold people may be like maybe not wanting game pass as much i don't know it's so different of things i don't Uh, even think that's even true playstation has been on this incline of people buying the system using the system using online but here's what's weird and this is another theory i have so if you look at the games those three games that uh demon souls returnal and ratchet ratchet their soul uh, their sales are very low actually yeah Ratchet they're not crazy. has only sold like a million copies and see. then the other two were way lower than that yeah returnal, returnal returnal was six hundred thousand almost copies i was like wow why is that so low so maybe people are well, what are they what well, they're buying up the system but they're not really using playstation plus much why do you think they wouldn't want to be using playstation plus now compared to the past ps plus has lost a lot of subscribers and active users since COVID lockdown started ending. Could that have something to do with it too? Because even though these end, these lockdowns are ending and people are going out more and stuff, maybe people would still keep their Game Pass thing because it's such a good value. Maybe PS Plus, they're just like, oh, uh, you know, I, I don't know. That seems like such an obvious one, but I don't know if it's No, that may be it not. because it's maybe just down compared to last year. Maybe that's all they're right, saying. And last year right. couldn't be any more up. So maybe that's all it is. Maybe it just has it such a be. huge uptick last year. And now that people are out now and not stuck at home playing video games all day, that that's naturally just going to go down. And the only right. reason it's not on the other side is just because, well, you kind of have to have Xbox Gold or PS Plus to play games right. online and stuff, right? But if you, you're not going to get Game Pass and then not play half the games that require any online thing, what you're just not going to play those online. Like if yeah. you're going to pay for a service, you're going to want to like use the online. So they kind of go hand in hand and they sell them both hand in hand because they just sell that's Game true. Pass Ultimate, which comes with the gold. So yep. that's not going to make it go down. But PS Plus would have to go down if you're not going to play it as much. Yeah. Right. If it's a single thing. And I pulled up the um, the numbers and you are pretty, pretty close to what you're saying. So Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, 1.1 million units. I guess, when did the game come out again? It came out June, right? So Wait, so what about- do you think about Ratchet and Clank alone? All right, so Nintendo has an exclusive, right? Freaking right. ARMS will sell like 8 million <laughs> copies. So why <laughs> yeah. is Ratchet selling 1 million? What, what's yeah, happening? Yeah, I, I find that so strange. I, I feel that uh, PlayStation and, and Xbox's uh, exclusives 
for them to sell, let's say, tens of millions of copies, they have to be something that's like universally loved, top tier. Like, let me think of or or a character everyone knows, like Spider Man, for example. Right, that thing sold a ton. But then when Nintendo comes out with its exclusives, whether they are great or whether they are just good, I feel that they just sell like crazy. I don't know. I think people put a lot more stock into exclusives on Nintendo's hardware, which makes sense, right? That's that's their main focus. And also, they just some of the games they make are really, really high quality. Like, look at Mario Kart 8, the remaster that they did on Switch. The thing has sold, like, what is it, something absurd, like 30-plus million copies or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> it is over 30. <laughs> it's and ridiculous. That's what I'm or, saying. Like... I, I don't know, man. I, I find the fact that Ratchet has only sold 1 million copies, that's crazy and returnal i understand returnal is not your typical everyone's gonna play this kind of game but 560,000 copies only that seems super low i, I don't know what's up with that and yeah even how so, can playstation even be happy with these sales there's no way they are and they just bought they just bought that company too listen the game is a good game it just sucks that it doesn't seem to be selling well i don't know why that is story number three nintendo switch has outsold ps3 and xbox 360 Xbox 360 is at 86 million. PS3 was at 87 million. There's only 1 million difference there. That's funny. And then Switch is 89 million. 89 million units. Jesus Christ. I remember when the Switch was first shown and all these comments. Oh, it's going to be another failure. This is going to (laughs) suck. Here we are, 89 million units later. Jesus. Switch? I mean, it's bound (laughs) to outsell the PS4. If it's already at 90 million. Oh, yeah. It's it's gotta. I mean, let's see. PS4. I'm looking quick on Wikipedia. I don't know how accurate this is, but it's got to be close. Uh, PS4. What? 116 million. They're definitely gonna pass that. That's another 27 million. And especially if they plan on keeping the Switch around longer than they did the last few consoles. Yeah, I could definitely see that. But right now, it's right beneath the Wii. The Wii was 101. Definitely gonna pass that. PlayStation 2. 100. Or excuse me. PlayStation Original was 102. PlayStation 4, 116. We still think it'll pass that, right? I, I don't know. Okay, so Game Boy and Game Boy Color, 118. Do we think it'll pass that? But it won't get up to the Nintendo DS, which is at 154, and the PlayStation 2 is at 155. Yeah, oh, I don't crap. think I don't think that, but that's that's crazy. But I guess it would depend on how many more years the Switch is planning on kicking around, you know? I'm just surprised because I'm putting in my head PS3 and Xbox 360. Though everyone seemed to have at least one of those two. I know. I know. They got up there, though. They were 87 and 84 million. I mean, those those are some good numbers. But yeah, I think things and you got to remember, too. Actually, no, that happened a little bit. No, no, that makes sense. When was the whole crash that everything had? That was in 2008, right? Ah, So that's a few years after they came out. But Switch is selling faster than the Wii. And the Wii was... Like <laughs> sold to actually anybody. It's it sold it's to kids. It sold to grandmas. It was a like cultural phenomenon, and somehow the Switch is outselling, Dude, like the, outpacing the, a Wii. The thing about the Switch that I love so much is it's just such a well-made system. It's so easy to bring around. It's so convenient. I don't know. It just I think that's what people love about it so much. It's just it's just perfect for. Those people who, you know, you got a lot going on. Maybe you don't, have, you can't sit down in front of the TV. You can't sit down in front of what. There's times where I'll play my Switch on the couch, right, ten feet away from my TV, just because I want to play on the couch. You know, it's just maybe it's just a parent is way more 
wanting to buy one for their kid compared to a previous console because that console Maybe. has to hook up to their TV. The right. fact that they can buy a Switch and know that their kid can play and not have to worry about the television at all. Right, they can right. keep watching whatever they watch. Maybe that has a huge selling point. I think you might be right. I, I have friends. I know a guy who's a cop who has a Switch. And he'll just, on his downtime, you know, just waste, you know, nothing to do until it's time to start again. Then he plays. Or teachers, myself, on your break or whatever. It's just, I don't know, it's just such a convenient, easy thing to use. And I know a lot of people say the same thing. Why would I ever play this game on my Switch instead of on my nice PC? Well, it's very simple. It's just about the fact that you can play it anywhere. That's that's the draw. And then even with the Steam Deck, as someone who's excited for the Steam Deck, I don't really put them in the same category. Will the Steam Deck sales bite into the Nintendo Switch? Maybe some, but let's be honest. The majority of people with a Switch, they're playing the Switch exclusives on there, right? So not I don't think it's going to change that much. New story number four, Back for Blood open beta starts yep. August 12th through the 16th for everybody. I think it's going on right now if you pre-order the game. Yeah, I, I got one. So I, I was meaning to give you one, actually, a code if you were interested. I was able to get an early one. Were you able to play it yet? I the other night I fired it up. I was gonna play with some friends. Then all my friends could not get on, so I haven't played it yet. So I'm hoping <laughs> maybe tonight at some point, um, you know, if you or another friend or someone has time, we could at least try it out. Cause I, I turned it on quickly, just kind of looked around, you know, messed with some settings. The game looks good. It's a little confusing when you first get out into the like the hub area that you start in. Um, but yeah, I got to spend more time with it. So. I watched like four or five reviews and every one of them said the exact same thing. So it actually they're saying it's very well made. It's a very good game. The only complaint they have is the PvP, but I never played much of the PvP in Left 4 Dead. So I don't know what to really compare it to. And I never I have no memories of playing PvP with Left 4 Dead all day, every day that so many other people did. And they're saying that's missing from this pack for blood. Did you gotcha. ever play this PvP mode on Left 4 Dead back in the day? I never messed with it much. I, I usually just played with friends and we did the campaign stuff. Yeah, I just did the campaign missions. I never did the PvP. I'd be willing to give it a try, though. You know, whatever. See see what it's all about. Um, it looks like a game I'd definitely be interested in, especially the fact that it's it's co-op. But yeah, let's give it a shot and, and see where it goes from there. I, I can send when you're I would play. Yes, yes, yes. I do want to yeah, give yeah, it a definitely. shot. Okay, yep, cool. I, I pre-registered and it's like for a chance to win a code and then what do you know I got one so all right and then let's get into what we've been playing or watching still playing Halo 4 so Very I nice. restarted because I wanted to play with my kid and uh -huh. we're on the fifth mission right now so there is one thing so last time I was praising it a lot it is really bad and cringe with the <laughs> story and cutscenes. he's like these weird alien people that are very human like and it looks okay. like you're watching I don't know um, a bad movie of Tron or something these, <laughs> these people look and sound really bad that aside it, I just saw like two really cringe cutscenes, and I'm like oh please skip <laughs> um when you're playing it it's it's still amazing and i'm still just all about it i'm still working my way through bug fables it's a long rpg but what? it just keeps getting better and better i gotta try that one the combat system it's getting really complicated so uh paper mario and okay mario you you can either use a hammer where you gotta like hold down the joystick let go of the right moment and it hits extra damage 
or if you're doing a jump and attack you have to like hit a right when you land on the enemy so you can get like a double or triple jump it does those same mechanics just with bugs and so there's weird like there's like a praying mantis thing where like you have to like time exactly when the uh range attack hits him so it hits him a second time or whatever oh, but when gotcha. you when you're chaining it with three or four people in your party and every one of them's different in how you have to interact with the move, special move you're using it starts getting really complex and really starts screwing with your head because you want to get like the most optimal damage or in the same way of like when they're attacking you and if you time the buttons correctly you can like stop a lot of the damage that they imply on you it starts becoming a requirement of you doing that if you weren't to interact with it and just get least amount of damage output or input you're gonna die way quick so it, it's almost like a requirement for you to get it all down Oh, it's okay. it's ex, it's expecting it of you where in paper mario it's almost just like an extra bonus of you doing some extra damage but right. it's not requiring you to time it correctly where this game if you don't then you're gonna die kind of situation i see so you have to get good yeah. okay that yeah, makes yeah. sense and so it's a lot more fun because uh still playing death's door i'm about halfway through now and i wish i could just I need to send you clips of this game because, oh my God, it's so pretty. It's just oozing with style so much. And every time I see a new area, it's a lot like Zelda. I don't know how to describe it because every time you go into a new area, it'd be like a uh, desert area or like a a really huge mansion with a super huge big garden that goes multiple screens of relief. Good at putting you into an atmosphere where you're just spending as much time looking around at everything than you are playing the game because you just can't okay. get over the fact of how visually striking the art style is. But I'm I I've been watching videos of that one and it looks really, really cool. I, I'm just trying to be better about you know, focusing right now. That's literally the only reason I haven't played any of these games. Try to just through all the Halo things, and then I'm definitely gonna play some of those. Like Bug Fables, I've wanted to, and uh, Death Door looks really cool. So Death Door's pretty getting pretty hard. The last boss that I played, I've probably died at least 15 times to it. Oh wow, okay. And it was it was driving me insane. Anyway, <laughs> but man, I love it. And then I've been rewatching Scrubs, and I'm oh, like nice. in the fifth season of that already. And I've been watching, I've been just been speedballing through it because I'm playing a lot of these games. I'll be playing it all on my phone from my Xbox while I'm watching Scrubs is pretty much how it's going down. I gotcha. Okay. And have you ever watched Scrubs? I have not watched Scrubs yet. I know. I know. It's a big deal. I've wanted to watch it. You know, the thing is, though, these days, still have time to watch TV. I make time to watch TV. But the thing is, if it's just me and I have some free time, I always want to play games. So the only time I actually watch TV is with my wife. So if it's a show we're watching together, we'll watch it. So I got to just tell, I just got to throw it out there. Listen, we got to watch Scrubs. It's done. Because I've been wanting to watch it forever. All my friends who are Scrubs fans, what's the name of the dude who's the, the partner guy, black guy? What's his name again? Donald Faison. Yeah. The him. actor? I mean, the actor is Donald Faison. The, okay. the character in the show is Turk. Turk, that's who it was. Yeah, all my friends would call me that all the time. They're like, Rudy, you're Turk, you're Turk. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about at all, but okay, I'll have to watch this show. So, so I, I have no idea. This was before I had a beard, too. I guess he's clean-shaven. I don't know. 
but anyway, um, no, he I've has heard, a beard I, again now. So, oh, gotcha. Yeah, I I've heard a lot about it. It looks like a great show, so I'll definitely watch the that. Office. They started a little podcast where they're rewatching episodes and doing a podcast over okay. it. And so Scrubs started doing the same thing. So that's why I'm watching it because I've been listening to them rewatching the show and doing an episode podcast on it. And then so I've been keeping up with it and watching the episodes along as well. And because I've seen it so many times, it's one of those shows to where like The Office or Parks and Recs where I watched it a whole bunch of times. So mm-hmm. I don't have to pay attention to it as much. So it's really good thing to stick in the background while I play a game. I and see. that's yep. one of the main reasons why I'm watching it. Because if it was something I haven't watched already, it'd be way harder to watch. Yet. Yep. No, I, I'm definitely going to get to that one. I've, I've heard nothing but great things. We're actually, well, when I go, I'll tell you about some of the other shows that are similar in nature. A bunch of seasons have passed, highly revered shows that I'm catching up on. So I actually got to throw in notes. So what am I playing? Okay. I started, oh, excuse me. I was playing Halo Wars, right? And I really liked, as someone who's new to the Halo campaigns, not multiplayer, but just campaign wise, obviously I've been playing, I played one, two, and three. Really enjoyed them for what they were. Um, and then to see them change the Halo world and put them into an RTS game, I thought was pretty cool. Actually, it was well done. I was pretty invested in the story, dare I say, a little more than the Halo games for some reason. I don't know. It just seemed a little more interesting um, playing in that in that form. So I just beat it. But the thing is, it was really tough, <laughs> like super tough to the point where I'm sitting here as a 32-year-old guy. I don't have time anymore to do what I used to do. I can't just power through and try 27 times. So after filling a mission, I don't know, three or four times, it's time-based mission. You got to pay attention. If, if anyone's played RTS games, you know what I'm talking about. You have to be keep an eye on your base and keep an eye on this and keep an eye on that. It's just It was just ridiculous. I was playing all of the games on Heroic, um, and I started struggling a lot. You know what? Let's just turn this down. So I put it on normal, and guess what? Then I had a great time the rest of the game. And I never do that normally. I would never do that with the other Halo games, but this one, I was like, I have to. So I'm playing normal on Halo 4 because I'm playing with my kid because I was right, that playing heroic, but there was right. no way he was dying every five seconds. <laughs> yeah, no, that that totally makes sense. But I don't know. For RTS games, I was just like, ah, it's not my strong suit. So I bumped it down, and then... um. And yeah, and again, I had a blast. And I'm looking forward to Halo Wars 2 to end this whole Halo saga, let's say. So looking forward to that. Even more so than that, I'm really looking for Halo 3 ODST. Because I've heard nothing but great things from you and other people about how good the story is. Uh, So I just fired it up last night just to do like the intro cutscene, just to get myself excited about it. Uh, I'll probably keep playing tonight. So where where do you put ODST? You put it up there? You think it's one of the better ones? Okay, great. Definitely looking forward to that, and uh, I I can already tell in the first you know two minute cutscene that this game is going to be a little more personal, you know, with the characters. Yeah, it's not going to be oh insert Spartan five here and some random commander here and some elite here that I don't care about. You know, it it seems like they're naming all of them off the bat. They all have names that stood out in my head right away. Definitely gonna play that tonight. I'm looking forward to getting back to, especially after that little break with the you know different genre RTS game. Looking forward to getting back to shooting again. So that's exciting. The next few I've I had already talked about last time. Skyward Sword. I got to be honest. I haven't really touched it. No reason for that really. Zelda Skyward Sword is great. I just whatever. Haven't really touched my Switch lately. So I'll get. Where back are you at right now? Oh man, I'm still early on. I'm I'm in the first temple. The is it the Skyview Temple or am I have that wrong? I think that's what it's called. I haven't gotten very far at all, to be honest. I gotta. I feel like I gotta be in the right right mode to play Zelda, no matter how good it is, you know. Yeah. So I think when school starts, that'll probably be the game that I bring with me, 
and play on downtime and stuff. So we'll see about that one. Elder Lilies is awesome still, but I got to say I've been neglecting it a little bit just because of Halo. I got a little further, you know, made some more progress, beat a few more bosses. Great game. Uh, I'll just keep playing that one on the side. I got to say, this last one, though, is what has me most excited for some games coming out this year is because we we beat Dying Light, my buddy and I. Awesome game. I feel it has movement and parkour like no other game I've played. I can't believe this is a 2015 game, I want to say. That just blows my mind that this game came out that long ago and it feels this good and it looks this good and it plays this well. It just got me more and more excited. You know when you play a game that's been out for five or six years and then you know the sequel's coming shortly? It's just such an exciting feeling. Like knowing that there's a better version of this coming out with more, well, we more hope to offer. Better. Well, we, we hope. We hope. <laughs> but let's just say by all accounts from what I've seen, it looks like it's going to be a step up from this, uh, which I'm super excited about. But yeah, it was super enjoyable. I wish more games would do four-player co-op all the way through. And even if not four, make it two, but make it so that we can play the whole entire game together. And that's what Dying Light was. So I thought that was really cool how they did that. So super excited for two. When does the second? It's uh, this year, December, right? December 17th or something like that? Somewhere okay. around there? Yeah, so let's hope. <laughs> let's hope they don't let us down. It looks great. Hoping it'll actually be great. Now for movies and shows, uh, we tried to watch, we tried to start watching The Suicide Squad the other day. We were just, I don't know, my wife was super tired from work, and I was kind of knocked out, too. We watched maybe, like, 30 minutes of it. It was, you know, it was okay. Enjoyable enough. Nothing crazy so far. I got to say, I thought the last Suicide Squad was pretty bad. I didn't like it at all. So my expectations are not that high. Uh, have you seen either of these movies? I tried watching the previous one, only made uh-huh. it, like, 30 minutes and just turned it <laughs> off because it was so it's, crap. It's not, it's not a great movie. This, this new one seems to be better. So far, is it going to be a good movie, though? We'll see. Maybe we'll finish that tonight. Yeah, so I'll have some thoughts on that next What are you time. watching it on? I'm watching it on HBO Max. I guess it's oh, okay. on there for, for a few weeks. I have HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, so it's right okay. on there. You know, give it a shot. It's a two-hour movie or so. Nothing crazy. So I, I got to say, the intro was kind of cool. It, it pulled me in. Um, so we'll see. I'm going to keep watching and see how it goes. I just, James Gunn is a better director, too. And I actually I did like. Guardians of the Galaxy 1, I thought 2 was okay. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how I feel about this. So besides that, I haven't really made any progress on Witcher and Loki. They're just sitting there. Like I said, every time I have free time, I'm like, oh, let me go play some games. So <laughs> haven't moved forward in those. I want to watch Loki before that new Marvel series comes out, which is only a few days from now. Probably not going to make it on time. But what is it called? What If? You know, where they do all the scenarios. Yeah. You know, changing things. That looks kind of interesting to me. So... This is how I've been going with the Disney shows, though, or with the Marvel shows. I watch the first episode or something, and then, you know, people online talk all about it. Everyone gets excited for it. And then the new show is coming out, and everyone starts talking about that. And I'm like, oh, maybe I should catch up. And then I finally catch up, and then I'm behind on the new show. So probably what's going to happen with Loki. Uh, You've watched Loki, right? You watched it through? No. Oh, you haven't? Okay. Yeah, I, I hear great things about it. So, um, I've been continuing I'm not watching. a huge like superhero dude to oh, begin okay. with. Uh, gotcha. That makes, that makes sense. So, like, I don't hate it. I just don't right. really like love it. But I kind of like it. Oh, it's cool. And I, gotcha. I don't know. I I'm way more into movies and things that like make me think a lot. And I'm always questioning like what's going to happen more or so than liking the action. I gotcha. Okay. No, that makes sense. And 
I will say though, out of the shows they've come out with, Loki seems to be one that's more so on that side of things versus something like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which is more action based. Loki seems to kind of mess with your head a little more. Actually, WandaVision probably more so than both of those <laughs> does that. Yeah, um, I was so into WandaVision because of that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I'll watch that. I'll let you know what I think. Castlevania, still been watching. Great show. Not really much more to say about it. It's awesome. It has those. I guess technically it is an anime. It has like those anime vibes, but it seems like a little more Americanized, I guess you could say. Um, but it's great, man. I, I love it. I love the character who plays Trevor Belmont. I, I think it's awesome. Are so, you in season two? That. Yeah, I just got to season two. I finally finished. I know the episodes are super short. As my buddy makes funny about this. He's like, Rudy, how long can you watch four episodes for? <laughs> it's just, I don't watch it frequently. It's just here and there. But yeah, yeah. I finished season one. Thought it was great. And I'm excited to see what season two offers. I know my brother, and I think you as well, were saying like season three, I think it is, that gets yeah, really, really good. That was me. So super excited for that. Um, two does kind of drag, but you need to know, you need to watch it because you have to know the context of it all. Ah, uh, okay. okay. Season three, that's when, like, it, oh my gosh, this couldn't be any better. Uh, can't wait for that. All right. Um, and now this is, this one came out of nowhere last night, Ted Lasso. So I've been hearing a lot about this show. People raving about. Oh, how- so it's made by Bill Lawrence, who makes Scrubs. He also uh, made, okay. he's made a bunch of TV shows. Like I'm trying okay. to Spin City. He's behind. Uh, he's just a big like, not sitcom, but just like comedy shows. Gotcha. He's a writer okay. behind a lot of them. I have heard about this show a ton over the last, let's say, a year. And I'm not, (laughs) this is the funny thing that I always get into it with people about, but I I just, I'm not an Apple fan at all, to be honest. I really don't, (laughs) I don't use Apple products at all. It's not like I'm taking a stand. It's just, it's not my preference. I just really don't like any of their products. I think they're overpriced. We can get into all that, okay, before people come for me. But for that reason, and and knowing Apple, I thought that, so for example, Netflix makes original content, right? But you can watch Netflix on any device. That yeah. makes sense. I was always under the impression when Ted Lasso came out and it was on Apple TV that I couldn't watch it on any of my devices because they weren't Apple devices. And I was half right because when I finally decided last night, let me just look. Okay, let me just check this out. I tried to look for it on my phone and it, the app does not appear on the Samsung or on the Android marketplace at all. So, they, okay. But then I tried it on my TV, on my Samsung TV, and it did appear. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe I can watch this somehow. I downloaded the app, and it's the first episode's free. I was like, let me give this a shot. Watched the first episode. It was great. I, it pulled me right in. Uh, Jason Sudeikis is awesome. I love him in every, anything he's in. Yeah, it grabbed me in right away, and it was hilarious. I was laughing. I was into the story. I was like, okay, I got to watch this. So there's a free trial. So I did a free trial, and hopefully we can finish this. If not, whatever. I'll pay for a month of it and finish it. Uh, but I think season two is on right now. So I might yeah. have to come back for that. But yeah, I think it's great so far. Have you seen the show yet? No, but it's my like to do next thing I watch. Kind gotcha, of thing. Gotcha. I'm going to finish Scrubs and then watch it because it's, it's great, man. It's not only the same main uh, director, but it and showrunner and all that. But on some of the episodes, like episode two is actually directed by uh, the main actor in Scrubs as well. The white guy, he direct, he's gotcha. a director and he directed the second episode. Ah, uh, okay. And apparently, it won a lot of awards, so I like really wanted to watch it for that as well. Gotcha. I'm gonna keep watching. I'll I'll let you know what I think about that one. But definitely grab me. And it's pretty rare that my wife and I watch a new show and we both really love the first episode. It usually goes one way or the other. But no, we're both into it. So keep watching that. We've been watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, and oh my god, this show 
is so funny. I just can't, I can't get enough of this show. It's great that there's 10 seasons of it because we just pick and choose here and there, you know, randomly. Let's watch an episode or two right now. I just think Larry David is so incredibly funny and it's like dry humor that he does so well. <laughs> and he also reminds me of the kid who can't let anything go ever. You know, you're all hanging out and you make a comment to a friend, something about what he's wearing. What's up with that shirt? And then six hours later, he's still thinking about it. He comes and confronts you about it. That's Larry David in this show. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just awesome. Like There was an episode I saw recently, just to give an example, where he asked his buddy to pick up food for him from the, the, the restaurant. So his buddy picks up the food. He drops it off to him. And it's uh, he got shrimp, right? So he opens the, the box. And his wife is talking. And you see on his face, he like has this, this sort of look on his face. like He's, he's disappointed about something. The wife's like, what's wrong? He's like... Uh, last time we went to, you know, whatever the name of the restaurant, didn't they give us 10 shrimp? She's like, yeah, I think so. He's like, there's only seven shrimp here. <laughs> She's like, okay. He's like, I think he took three of my shrimp. <laughs> and then the whole episode turns into him just tracking this guy down and figuring out where's my shrimp? What did you do with my shrimp? <laughs> and it's just so many dumb things like that, that he does, but he's so good at doing it and being awkward. And there's so many, um, big celebrity appearances too in it. Like all these people you've seen in TV shows over the years, they're all in this. Cause this show started in what? 90 something. I think it is. So it's great, man. Highly recommend it. Super good. And I, there's even a new season coming out this year, which I thought was crazy. I, I didn't know the show was still going on. So We'll catch I've up never on seen a single episode. Where are you oh watching that? That's also on HBO. Just, just, check, okay. just check out an episode or two. The show is pretty old, so it's not going to look as you know crisp and clear as some of the newer yeah. shows. But man, it's it's hilarious. It, it, you're either going to love it, or you're going to hate it. It just it's like sort of like dry humor, you know. But in that same vein, we've been watching Friends too. Now, my wife is a huge Friends fan. All she talks about, she loves the show. She's watched it multiple times. I have never watched through the whole show for whatever reason. So that's another one. Ton of seasons. We're just watching here and there. Short episodes. It's good. I mean, it's not. I like it. It's good. Um, yeah, it's... it's no like 10 out of 10 or right, I'm not, right. like, crying from laughter or anything. But it right. is well made. I think it's Exactly. Good. That's that's how I feel about it. Is it is it some show uh, the same way I feel about some of these other shows where you're on the edge of your seat? Oh, my God. I can't wait to see what happens. No. Is it fun, sort of simple entertainment? Sure. It's something to throw on that um, even if the kids are with us, we could throw that on because it's not. I mean, yeah, they have they have some jokes in there that are maybe a little inappropriate, but nothing crazy. So, yeah, <laughs> out of those, though, I'd say if you're going to check out Eddie just to check it out real quick, do curb your enthusiasm. man. it's it's something else. It's hilarious. I've never seen Seinfeld, which he's the creator of, but I might watch it now after seeing this show. We can get into the main topic of Blue Box and there's yes, a sir. whole lot to get into here. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Where do we even start with this? What we're going to do is I'm just going to start because this is kind of hard to find a starting point. I'm going to read the PlayStation blog that okay. was posted on April 7th about this game. And we can we can right. go from here and you'll see why I'm going to start here. So PlayStation blog post was created by this Hassan. I don't know how to say that. Carmen? 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 <laughs> Car yeah, I don't. I don't. Let's just call him Carmen. That's close enough. Let's just say <laughs> Hassan. All right. Which, first of all, I mean, this couldn't look like a more fake name. It really um, does. <laughs> Hassan Karaman. I don't know. I don't know if that's how you say it. So the name that uh, Ko Kojima made up, um, <laughs> abandoned a cinematic survival sim. Hits PS5 later this year. Plan every move 
weigh up every decision as you try and escape the sprawling wilderness. Hello, everyone. I'm Hazan blah, 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 from Blue Box Game Studios based in the Netherlands. The team and I are working on our new title coming exclusively to PS5 this year, and I can't wait to show off some gameplay footage from the game in action. Uh, first of all, I just want to say one thing. The team and I, there hasn't been a confirmed <laughs> single other person that we even know of outside of Hassan in this. Not, not one. Is, anyway. Um, however, since the game is at an early development stage, apparently it's at an early development stage, but it comes out the end of this year. Okay, okay. Um, however, since the game is at an early development stage, I wanted to announce the game today and show off a little announcement teaser we made. Abandon is the cinematic first-person horror survival shooter set in a highly detailed open-world environment and favors a realistic approach to survival. So it's in early development. It comes out the end of this year, but it's going to be a highly detailed open world. Okay. Wait, can I? Wait, wait, can I? I really want to read. Can I do the story one? Because this name is kills me. <laughs> Let me just do this story yes, one. Yes. Right? So <laughs> the story. Okay. The story is centered around. Jason Longfield. Now, if that doesn't sound like a made-up name or someone's stage name or something, then I don't know what does. But Jason Longfield, really? Only thing is as crazy as that I've heard recently is uh, Ethan Winters from <laughs> from Resident Evil. Have you ever but... played Baseball Stars way back on <laughs> oh, NES? Yeah. I heard about this. I've never played it, but I heard the names were like some Japanese guy trying to come up with a, what we think Americans like as their names, right? No, like, I used to play it a ton. It was like <laughs> religiously, me and my brother would all like set up seasons in the game and play it. And every character was like a John Smith, Jason Long, Jason Longfield. Jason There's no Longfield. way that's real. I, I don't get it. Anyways, Jason Longfield, who wakes up in a strange forest, abandoned and not remembering how he got there, Jason soon finds out that he was kidnapped and brought there for a dark purpose. Fighting for his survival, his main goal is escape. Ooh. So, what do we think about Jason Longfield? <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. Just okay. Keep going. Yeah, realistic character interaction. Okay, we wanted we want to deliver a uniquely personal gameplay experience. One that feels realistic. Every event. I'm sorry, real quick. Why this sounds? Someone would write down and say, "How can we?" This sounds like a movie trailer or something. This doesn't sound like a real person speaking. <laughs> Every and event... it sounds like <laughs> someone who's not that good at English. <laughs> yeah. Every event has an influence on your character. If Jason is out of breath after sprinting or is afraid, his firing accuracy will suffer. Unlike action shooter titles, firing weapons in abandon will be realistically slow. You will need to be tactical in order to survive. So again, before I keep going, this all sounds like things when you when you see a new game coming out and they want to show you features from their game. They're not talking about the fact that when you run you get winded or that <laughs> um when you shoot it's slow to be more real. No one talks about this stuff. This is stuff that's just in Kojima a game. Kojima does talk that. about that. I know Kojima talks about his stuff, but I, <laughs> I'm I mean, yes, 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 you're right. Clearly him. You're right. You're right. It, it makes you know what? Out of everyone I can think of that makes games, he's the only one who would focus on such like menial, silly. The way things, he but... was describing Death Stranded is like this. <laughs> you're right. You're right. There's no way this isn't Kojima. <laughs> All right. So the development. Our studio is focused on crafting a cinematic style first-person story. This is no fast-paced shooter in which you just run, aim, and shoot. Abandon requires you to hide and plan every shot before pulling the trigger. We want you to be nervous come each and every enemy encounter, to be aware that a wrong move can be the deciding factor between surviving a combat scenario or not. 
And it shows a picture here with a guy with a gun immersion through the dual sense of wireless controller and 3D audio. So to make sure we come back to this later, I find it so interesting that this little game, this little studio out of the Netherlands has all these perks. Like think of there's first per, first party PlayStation 5 games that don't have the dual sense wireless um, integrated into their game perfectly and 3D audio and all this. But anyway, we'll come back to that. And, and it comes out the end of this year. And it comes out then this year. But they just started working on it. <laughs> and it's just announced in April. So let's say it comes out by December. What? That's eight months. Okay, we'll get we'll get to that. Anyway, we wanted to emphasize realism through user immersion. This would not be possible without the dual sense wireless controller. Players will feel each and every interaction during game gameplay, such as being struck by a bullet. Pulling the trigger on a loaded or unloaded gun will feel different. Equally, 3D audio will help you shape your decisions and tactics using the accurate positioning of gunshots out in the wild to help you decide your next move. <laughs> God, okay. Anyway, so now he's talking about the power of the PS5. Our team is still unraveling the power of PS5, but we've made amazing progress so far. The console allows us to process high-quality motion capture, all running, this is my favorite part, all running at 60 FPS and rendered at a native 4K resolution. Now, just... Again, we'll come back to this, but just to recap, the number of games on PS5 that run at four, native 4K and 60 FPS is extremely low. And I don't for this little, I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know if there are. And and Ratchet's and, not. Ratchet's. I want to. Oh, Ratchet has choices. I played performance mode, so it was 60 FPS. I want to say it was 1440p. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't 4K. Um, anyway, we're making sure the environmental quality is as close to the real thing as possible. In all, the result is realistic graphics, smooth character animations, and minimal loading screens. And so they released an announcement tr uh, teaser and a release window. While we don't want to go through the full gameplay details just yet, a full gameplay video will be available soon. We couldn't wait to give you a glimpse of what to expect, so we hope you enjoy this sneak preview. Abandon will be available exclusively on PS5 Quarter 4 2021. All right, There's so let's the stop counter. there. Let's Quarter let's, 4 2021. <laughs> Let's stop there for a second before we continue. So everything I just read is basically what was put out by PlayStation and the blog post. This is, imagine, um, this development studio partners with PlayStation in some way. Usually I would think PlayStation would say, this game looks like something we want to get behind. We want to put money into this. We want to put them front and center on our blog post. Um, and let's pump this game up and let's release it and, and so on, right? So you would think this this game has to be something Sony is supporting. That's the only conclusion you can draw, right? Okay. You you can't just go on PlayStation blog and make a post yourself to have right. to allow you to go on there and make a post. Exactly. Yep. So so when I first saw all this, I thought, okay, this must be something, you know, I saw the trailer. Okay, this looks this looks fine, whatever. I didn't really think much of it at first. I thought this is a game PlayStation is getting behind. This is going to be a big game for them. Whatever. Okay. Let's talk about some background here before we keep going. Now, Kojima has been making the Metal Gear games for a long time now, right? People think of Metal Gear, they think of Kojima. Fine. So when Phantom Pain was originally announced, which was the last Metal Gear Solid game, it was announced by Moby Dick Studio, okay, before it was eventually revealed to be Kojima, who was behind the whole entire thing. This is one reason why everyone's so suspicious of it. They don't think this is the real thing. They think this is BS. I, I don't know if you remember, but I remember watching the Phantom Pain stuff and thinking, like, this is so weird. What is going on here? Everyone's speculating that it was Kojima, and then sure enough, it ended up being Kojima. Yeah, I just want to put that out there for someone who hasn't been following this. People have reason to be suspicious of this off the bat, but let's just keep going. Okay. Blue Box Game Studios is based in the Netherlands. So right. Death Stranding has Netherlands kind of prominently 
placed all throughout the game and it's on flags in the game that you can get. It's on the back of his jacket and shirts. I don't know why, but it is very prominent. So Kojima has some connection in the Netherlands. Who knows what it is? I haven't yet to say. Um, Doesn't he have that student, the engine, wasn't the engine made over there? The engine that Kojima was using. That's what it is. Um, Decima, right? Oh, and a studio that did help with Death Strain is actually participating in helping develop this game. Right. So they okay. are a part of all. They're just, you know, decided to help this random guy out for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> okay. So let's keep going. All right. Next thing. The original teasers for PT, which in case you need a refresher, PT was something that did something similar to what we think is going on here. It was shown at a, uh, some sort of game showcase. I can't remember which one it was. Anyway, it was shown off. It was a quick teaser. It said, uh, what was it, 1770 Studio or something like that? Some made-up name. Yeah. And then sure enough, when people played through the teaser, and it was extremely hard to, to get through, by the way, you know, the whole internet got together. They figured out how to solve it. And then when you get to the end, you see Norman Reedus out in the street, and they reveal that it's going to be a Silent Hill game, right? Okay, fine. So that was another time Kojima, again, was trying to hoodwink people. Fine. It's like his thing. But anyway, the original teasers for PT made mention of Snowflakes of Blood. A tweet mentions that same phrase as a gameplay fact for Abandoned alongside the usual console specs. So I'm assuming we're mentioning this because this is Silent Hill related, correct? Snowflakes of Blood? Yeah, I mean, it has to be. Yeah, I mean, I know Silent Hill's whole thing is that's not snow you see falling from the sky. That's yeah. basically what, like ashes of, of dead people. Okay, fine. So that's another connection right there. Then we keep going. I know at first people probably think, okay, so a few coincidences, but this is just too long to be <laughs> too many coincidences. All right, along the way, one of Blue Box Game Studios' canceled games was named Lost Tapes, also the name of the fourth soundtrack for Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain. Again, another connection to Metal Gear Solid. It just says, like, yeah, the fourth soundtrack, but up in The Phantom Pain, did you play and beat it? I did, yep. Okay, The Lost Tapes is pretty important. Like yeah. it's it's pretty dire you listen to that. It was crucial, yeah. It's it's very important to that game. Lost tapes definitely sticks out. Somehow Blue Box has this cancel game called Lost Tapes that was so important to listen to in Metagross Solid. So there's clearly a trail of breadcrumbs here, but let's keep going. Yeah, and I, listen, I believe in coincidences to an extent, but this is just, it's just too much. It, I, if this turns out to not be what we think it is, I just I can't accept it. I still think something's off here. But anyway, we'll we'll see. Anyway, next. Um, oh, well, hold on. Hassan looks like <laughs> one of the, the custom character that you make in Metagross Solid Five, does he not? He does. And also, the guy the guy looks like a model or something. Come on, man. No yeah. one, no head of a studio looks like that. All right, give me a break. <laughs> okay. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen Bobby Kodak? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly, exactly. The head of Blue Box Game Studios, Hassan Carvin, has played a game on his PSN account named Demon Blood. So when you're on PSN, you can see what your friends are playing. Um, so someone who is friends with him sees he's playing this game called Demon Blood, which is not available on the PS Store. That's already very strange. This game is not available for public um, purchase at all, nothing. So this simply could be a code name for Abandoned, but investigators have picked up on the icon associated with it, which displayed the text Siren Head. Now, Siren Head, I don't know that much about Siren Head, but I know it's something that a lot of prominent figures have commented on. Like it's like this made up figure or whatever. And it just makes me think of Pyramid Head, but I know it's a different, it's its own thing, right? It still like has to do with Siren Hill though. Right, right. So that's that's another thing there. And also, again, he's playing this random this this guy this guy who has this little studio, just him and a few people, 
is playing some random PSN game. Okay, fine. That ha- that doesn't exist. Okay, fine. Let's keep going. Then he has direct communication with Jeff Keighley and multiple public communications back and forth between the two and confirmed private ones. Now, the thing about Jeff Keighley that you have to know is Jeff Keighley was helping last time when he was revealing Metal Gear, the Phantom Pain, right? He was he knew what was going on. He's good buddies with Kojima. I mean, they seem like they're pretty close outside of, you know, what, yes. they, do, what they show in public. Jeff Keighley was talking up the game. Why would Jeff Keighley pick this little no-name game? And so, oh my God, we're we're gonna show you more with it. Oh, you get ready for this. You know, it just seems, it just seems super strange. And snowflakes of blood and demon blood. I mean, that seems like it goes together well. Right, right. There's already like five or six things. Fine, let's keep going. Th- this is this one blew my mind. I couldn't understand how this could be a coincidence. But anyway, Hideo Kojima, right, which is the guy we've been speaking about. His name, Hideo, his first name translated from Japanese to Turkish means Karman, which is Hassan Karman's last name. How that. This doesn't happen. This is not. That's literally not one in a billion <laughs> chance of happening. What, what What are the chances of that? That's that's like whatever. I don't have to say more about that. That's just so strange. Twitter post from June fifteenth after they already denied any relation to Kojima. Oh, sorry. Before I say this next part, they came out on Twitter after you know they were revealing the game and people were making the connection to Silent Hill and Kojima. They came out and they pinned this post to the top of their Twitter. I I believe it's still pinned actually. Uh, or sorry, not this post, but they they pinned a post at the top of their Twitter clearing up. We're not related to Kojima at all in any way. We're not making Silent Hill. We're just trying to make our game. Okay, they want to clear it up. Fine. But then they turn around and they do this. So they say Abandon, the real name of Abandon, is going to be a title that has the first letters S, the last letters L. So what does everyone's mind go to immediately? Silent Hill, obviously. What what else would... They obviously did that on purpose. Right, right. Like If this guy and his team truly are making a game that's not Silent Hill, then they're not doing themselves any favor. Do I think they deserve any hate and all this stuff? No, I don't think they deserve people DMing them horrible things, but... You're not helping your case by doing stuff like this, obviously. You know this is what people think, and so you do this. Okay, fine. It just makes no sense. But anyway, the next one was the development studio. I don't even know how to say it. Noir, I think, is helping with the development of Abandon, who previously worked on Death Stranding. They also worked on some other big names. I I think they helped with uh, Avengers, Destiny. Uh, they had some other big ones. They're not small. They're they're no. very important. They play a big role. So why would they just also randomly be helping this right. one guy who apparently has he has other employees apparently, but we don't know a single one of them. Yep. And they just <clears throat> happen to choose this one who so anything prior was just this failed kickstart from this guy apparently that right. only made a few hundred bucks, didn't go anywhere and got canceled. And that's the only other project the they apparently thing. worked on but yet you have a studio this large who helped on that big of games I somehow mean, it, also helping him with this it, it goes on and on too i'm looking at their website they've helped with art for avengers halo infinite which is dropping later this year ghost of tsushima last of us part two these are huge games destiny 2 fortnite spider-man i mean and then they're going to come pick this little game <laughs> that um, a passion project, let's say. They're going to pick up this little game. doesn't make sense. Anyway, let's keep going. They had a failed... Oh, you just mentioned they had a failed Kickstarter in 2015 that only raised a few hundred bucks. But Sony's working with them so closely that they can make a blog post on Sony's official blog. Very strange. We have not seen or heard of any other employees for the company. Very strange. I, I feel that if you really tried, you could look up any development studio and you could find a picture 
a name, something of someone else in the company besides one person. That's just <laughs> that just makes no sense. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite ones. This is so strange. And when I read this tweet, it, it almost made zero sense to me. Okay, so they started talking about <laughs> the abandoned real-time experience app. Okay. Um, and right now it shows a blurred picture of a small room with a door at the end, reminiscent of the PT opening scene. But let's take this one step further. I want to read the tweet that they put out about about the um, real-time app because when I read it, it seemed like a different language. I, I don't I don't understand what was going on. So let me see. On uh, as I'm looking for it, I'll just read some of the other ones. It's so strange. We have changed the app name from real-time trailers to real-time experience, so the app will be released as real-time experience. So what does that mean? Are we playing along? I, I have no idea. What can you expect? Multiple trailers with durations between five to max twelve minutes. Gameplay demonstrations, future live events, when available. I've been playing games for a long time, and I know you have too. I've never seen games have a lead-up like this. This doesn't make any sense to me at all. Another tweet on July 28th. We are hoping all of you joining the exciting real-time experience and to introduce you to Abandon in the best way possible. Just wait for the reveal and relax. Are you ready? We are. Like, what does this even mean? So if it's just if it's just this one guy and this really small team out in the Netherlands, right? Right. How are they even able to create this app that Sony's going to put on their store? No other person has ever been able to put out an app of their own game just right. for trailers. But right. apparently it's more than just trailers. It's some experience thing, too. But then when you look at it, it's n it's a game, technically, but it has an icon on it like it's an app in the PlayStation so, you know how hard it is to also put an app into the... There's only like 10 apps, period, on the PS5. I know. I know. It's it's incredibly strange. I, I mean, look, look at some of the things he's saying. Uh, the real-time experience is a game application and does much more than just a video. Okay, so am I going to watch trailers on this? Am I playing something? We believe a real-time experience app is a next-gen feature that wasn't possible before thanks to the fast SSD. What? What is what are, even, what are you even talking about? Allowing us to travel from point A to point B instantly and, lo and to load data fast. So an in-game cinematic in form of a trailer. Wait, let me read that again. An in-game cinematic in form of a trailer. What? Is, so wait, so your trailer is real, like real-time footage? Is that what you're trying to say? I, but don't people do that all the time without launching a real-time experience app? I, I just somehow I just, we're interacting with it, right? I guess right. I guess maybe it's one of those like um, choose your own adventure kind of book things. Maybe where, like, maybe, maybe a, I, as you're watching it, you can decide what happens next. It says it features haptic feedback, adaptive triggers, and the speaker, but also beyond the real-time experience app, the game will feature this as well during gameplay and cinematic. I'm going to have to download this thing. I, I didn't even try to download it because I, I forgot about it. But It I'll comes out the, the 10th, and that's whenever I'm releasing this episode, so release every Tuesday. <laughs> I'm actually oh, okay. going to edit in before okay, I release yeah. it, whatever <laughs> this is, and it's going to be at the end of the episode. Because, yeah, maybe uh, maybe, we, maybe we can get if it pops up, we have time. Maybe we can talk real quick and, and give our thoughts. Is there a uh, time frame like it's um, the tenth, but what time on the tenth? I'm looking on his page. His tweets seem kind of like jumbled. I, I don't know. Let me see if I search real time experience app August tenth. Let's see if he says anything. Uh, Blue Box Game Studios has changed the title of the app to Abandon Real Time Experience. Release August tenth. Pre-download July 29th. Hmm. No, it doesn't doesn't say any time or anything. So I guess August 10th we'll have to be on the lookout for the real-time experience app. So anyway, 
I guess if we don't get it by 8 p.m., I'm just going to post the episode anyway. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. But, let's keep, let's keep, yeah. <laughs> let's keep going then. So in the background of his abandoned real-time experience sort of promo, like poster, it says abandoned in big letters, real-time experience. And then um, right beneath it says only on PS5. And then in the background, you can see a sort of blurry uh, picture of a face with an eye patch over the left eye, which is just like uh, Metal Gear Solid with Big Boss. It just seems like, okay, you have one coincidence, fine. But you have to know what you're doing when you put a picture of a blurry image of a white male with grayish hair, okay, with a left eye patch. What do you th- – I don't know. If if this ends up not being what we think it is, I don't feel bad for these guys at all because you did it to yourself. Here's the problem now is there's Metal Gear references. There's Silent Hill references. There's PT right. references. What even is it? I don't it, know. It, That's Okay, is it a Silent Hill Metal Gear crossover? <laughs> Is it a, is it a, a a celebration of Kojima's games? I have no clue, man. I I have no idea what's going on here. I I can picture I could picture Hassan calling Kojima's office every day, like Ko- Kojima, can you reveal this already? I I can't take this anymore. <laughs> so okay, let's say okay, it is Kojima. He's making this game. It's a real game. It's coming out. What even would the game be? I, at this I have point? No, because now it's I like three no games clue. in one. I gotta say, I I have no clue what it is. But I'm excited to see the end of this, whether it's this was all nothing and maybe it's just a normal game. But of course, I would love for this to be the other thing. Kojima's coming out with a new game, a big game. It's been a while, I feel. Well, Kojima had a falling out with Konami and all of that mess. Right. And then the fact that this is called Abandoned, maybe this is like Mm -hmm. Abandoned Projects of Kojima that he's able to work on That's not a bad connection. And and remember, we don't know what's been going on behind the scenes. Who knows in, in the last few years? Maybe he patched it up with him. Right. Maybe both of them realize we can do better by helping each other than than being separate, you know? At least that's what I hope for. I, man, I, I would love... Like I said, the last time there was a game that I feel everyone was playing and I could talk with about with everyone, probably Red Dead Redemption 2. There's been games that have been popular since then, of course. But that's the last game I felt even people who are not like hardcore gaming like we are, they're into the game too. Everyone's on the same page. I don't know. The GTA Five came out. It was kind of like that too. But how can a game be making Metal Gear references and Silent Hill references? That's that's where I'm lost. I is it is it a new IP maybe? And we're just touching on all his stuff. I, who the hell knows, man? Anyway, let me get through these last few here. Okay, so Abandon the Game says offline play only. Meanwhile, real time experience has no such thing. Check back soon. Every language in the app only uses two dots at the end of this sentence. <laughs> Hassan said he changed his name from real-time trailers to real-time experience, even though it's called abandoned trailers. Hassan might give clues through PSN messages because he has replied to me in the past. Okay, so this is someone talking about it, even confirming the eye patch guy is a bad guy. Hassan responds to him and says, "Yeah, I can confirm that the eye patch guy is a bad guy." Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And then another thing, Polish language actually only has three dots. So this line from TT's original trailer sounds so similar to what Hassan's been pushing. Experience the world's first interactive teaser. This one was from, oh, is this, oh, it's from PT. Okay, I see. Yeah, it's it's pretty similar, obviously, there. When PT was, like, coming to PlayStation, they were using the exact same wordings that they're using now. Yep, yep. And in case in case anyone's not caught up on PT, you got to understand, when PT was shown off, people were watching this game show or whatever, you know, like a showcase or whatever. And I think that kind of pulled a lot of people right in the middle of the show i remember thinking this looks awesome whatever this is i gotta try this out people are refreshing their playstations 
immediately they're trying to get it and then shortly after the show it comes out everyone was all about it everyone was super excited and then when it, when reddit got together and found out that this was actually silent hills the excitement went through the roof you know people loved it and even to this day people still talk about pt like it's a great even though it's not a game it was great for what it was and people were super excited about it so that's why i think even more so then we would normally be excited. That's why I think people are even more excited because, man, if this could really end up being some new horror game by Kojima, it could be awesome. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But next, you have Sony approved it to be an app, which requires much more Sony backing and support than just releasing a game. We mentioned that. Obviously, to get on the storefront on PlayStation front page like that, I mean, yeah, you have to have some backing. He asked us on if iPatch Guy is four years old or older, and he said yes. I think Snake was forty two in MGS four. <laughs> oh my God. So he's confirming that he's over forty. He's confirming <laughs> that he's a bad guy. It's all <laughs> lining up with Metal Gear Lore. Right. Perfectly. Okay. Uh next you have Norman Reedus posting some I don't even know what this is. Norman Reedus posted some picture of himself in a skeleton sort of jumpsuit with a bunny. What is this? I don't even know what this yeah, is. Bunny's about. from Silent Hill 3. Ah, uh, I see. Those okay. are like common enemies up in the game in Silent Hill 3. I see. Okay. And all of a sudden he's just posting something referencing Silent Hill right as all this is going on it's just i almost feel at this point they're just messing with us they're like what else can we do to make people make connections like this next one hassan has a small island in his twitter profile and by the way you're not seeing the picture but it really is if you were to think of a small island there's no root there's no gray area here it's not like it's kind of small but it's still an island no it's like a tiny tiny little island (laughs) and he has it in his twitter profile and the word kojima means small island another translation one seems very strange I mean, you couldn't be more forward about wanting to show a tiny little island than that. So, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then the last one is a new clue as Morse code. Someone translates it. So an, what is this? Is this a video? An art project called Sweet But Painful. Oh, see, the Morse code translates to Sweet But Painful. Is that what yes. it is? Yes. Interesting. Uh, I don't know. I, I really hope this is something. And I, I hope that we'll find out on August 10th and it's not going to be another case of we delayed it again for, you know, two weeks like it was last time. Or they release it August 10th and it just has even more questions than answers. And we still, <laughs> still don't know where it's going or what it even is. Uh, it's this. No matter what happens, this whole thing has been an interesting ride. It's been fun to keep up with this and hear people talk about it and see what happens. So if this is truly a game. That is just a game and nothing more. But this is that PS5 exclusive that I've been wanting this whole time because it's like we have nothing more to look forward to when it comes to a PS5 exclusive. You're right. You're right. We got what we got. And there's nothing. This is the only PS5 exclusive that we know of. Right. Right. So maybe this could end up being the game that, you know, fits that that empty spot that we were referring to. Maybe. If it is a secret and it is a way bigger game with a bigger budget than we think, um, and since they've kept this under wraps, then maybe this could be a huge game that comes out this year. Who knows? Death Stranding came out two, uh, almost two years ago. They've had enough time to be working on this to where this could come out at the end of this year. And right. there's a lot of photos of Kojima now working in an office. He's definitely working on this game. Right, right. So I'm, I'm excited to find out. Let's see what happens. Let's... Let's uh, keep an eye on it on um, what the 10th is Tuesday, I believe. So let's keep an eye on that on Tuesday. And as soon as we see something, maybe we can have a quick chat about it. Hopefully, hopefully he does it earlier in the day rather than later. And one other thing I wanted to mention that wasn't in the notes is 
this guy lives in the Netherlands and he's posting <laughs> he's posting big updates for his game at a time that in the Netherlands would be like two o'clock in the morning or three o'clock in the morning, something really random like that, which again is incredibly strange. But anyway, hopefully he he will continue that and post it at a time that's reasonable for us and probably not for him. So <laughs> we can get some news early on. But yeah, I can't wait to find out what this is, whatever it is. The fact that it's called abandoned really has me believing that it's stuff that he's worked on in these different IPs that he mm-hmm. had to abandon. And maybe he's able, maybe he's making this sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't uh, what a, a, a compilation video game of different IPs yeah. that he never got to actually like <laughs> show. So like at the end of Metagross Solid 5, we never actually got to see the true ending. So maybe he could like mm-hmm. dive mm-hmm. into that more or that's a, that's a fair point. I would I would be willing to to play Metal Gear Solid Five again if it meant I would get the um you know the the last part of it there the Act Three or whatever you want to call it so maybe he's able to use all these different assets that he had to abandon so he uh can make a game out of his I I think the abandon ha- uh, like has strong meaning right. behind it. Of stuff I mean, that he had to, that he abandoned, right. that he's gonna now work on again. We we know, love him or hate him, the guy clearly is very deliberate in everything he does. Right? He 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 plans things out. He takes you know four steps ahead of you. He's thinking ahead. Um. So yeah, I agree with you that this the is problem not- is it's almost kind of too obvious, and that would smash me being like, okay, well. Maybe maybe he knows that. Maybe he knows that, like, oh, well, yeah, everyone's, like, reading all this stuff, but no one still knows what it even really is. Even if they have an idea, maybe he's right. okay with that. Right. Well, you know what? Right now, as soon as we finish up, I'm going to go download this real-time experiences app or whatever it's called, whatever you want to abandon real-time experience. I'm going to go download it. I'm going to go download it right now, and then, uh, and then yeah, I'm going to go from there. Well, had a good episode. I will... Yeah. See you guys later. All right, man. Take care. See you guys later.